Hello guys, Karibuni and welcome to Lua Inspired, the podcast that invites you to immerse yourself in the rich heritage and enchanting stories of the Lua people in English. I am your host, Adla Chenro Grigat, and together we will embark on a captivating journey into the heart and soul of Lua culture. Stay tuned for the fourth episode. We dig into the legend of Luanda Magere, the tough Lua warrior who defied fate and shaped legends. Welcome back, dear listeners, to another captivating episode of the Luo Inspired Podcast. I am very happy to be back again with another episode. It has been such an exciting and interesting journey. I have learned a lot and I am very grateful to everyone who has joined me. I am your host, Adla, and I am thrilled to take you on a journey through the incredible folklore of Luanda Magere. Today, we step into the realm of history and culture as we explore the heroic tales of Luanda Magere, a figure revered among the Southern Luo tribe. So the Southern Luo tribe definitely are the Kenyan Luo. And um, I remember when I was in primary school, I can't really remember the grade, but uh, we used to do something called GHC or, or social studies. And uh, we learned about historic figures in the tribes. And I remember the historic figure that we learned in the Luo community was definitely Luanda Magere. And it was such an interesting and uh, beautiful story of a man who was so strong, his body was like a rock. He was so tall, he was so big, he was so rich, and things like that. And I was always very uh, interested in this. I mean, I had so many questions because um, his body sounded like someone who was like non-human, like maybe an alien. However, it was still interesting to know that such a person existed, especially because I was also Lu and I, I used to think, okay, my I come from a tribe of very strong men, you know. So it was always very interesting. And uh, his name echoes through generations as a symbol of extraordinary strength and courage woven into the fabric of Luo's rich oral tradition. So his name, especially when you talk to people who are definitely in touch with their tradition and stuff like that, they definitely have a story to stay with uh, to say with regards to Luanda Magere because these are stories that have been passed on by our ancestors from generation to generation until 2023, we are still talking about it. So that's why I was really excited about the story of Luana Magere, and I just wanted us to, yeah, talk about it a bit, you know. And so without any further ado, let's get right into it. So in the heart of the Luo community, the legend of Luanda Magere lives on until today, he lives on, like people still talk about him. People still say stories about him. People still share these stories with their children, their grandchildren, and things like that. So it is believed that he was born in 1720 to one Abonyo Ward Amolo and Nyabera. So Abonyo was the father and Nyabera was the mother. Uh, however, Luanda's early life was marked by tragedy. Unfortunately, his mother sadly passed away during his childbirth. So I believe back in the day, women definitely experienced a lot of high risk with regards to childbirth. And there was a very high percentage of a woman dying during childbirth. So unfortunately, his mother was one of the women who died, uh, leaving him in the care of his uh, loving paternal 
grandmother who was called Rapodi. So he was very lucky to have this because no matter what, the love of a mother is very, very important for someone's growth. But the one thing I also find interesting in the past culture or back in the day is that uh, women were there for everyone, you know. Like it, it didn't matter if it, is, if it was your aunt or your, your grandma or your neighbor or whoever it was. As a child, you had the, the free will or the possibility if you needed any, anything from, from them, you could go to them directly. And even if you are hurt or you wanted someone to hug or you wanted someone to talk to, it was very possible for you to go to your grandma or your auntie or your neighbor and just talk to them in a, in a village setting. And I think that was very, very nice and very welcoming. And it brought up really strong-minded children. And yeah, I think that was very sweet and very nice. And Luanda was very lucky to have this in his life. So he was raised in the Sido clan of Kano. So Kano is, uh, is located on the northern eastern part of Nyanza. Uh, when you look at, at a map close to Kisumu, for sure, near the serene shores of Lake Victoria. And Luanda's people had their immediate neighbors to the east, which is the Nandi tribe. Yeah, so there is like a Nandi escarpment, if I'm not wrong, and um, this separates the two tribes. However, their relationship was always marred by wars and mistrust, um, each tribe vying for dominance. So definitely one tribe definitely thought they are better than the other one, and they were always fighting maybe for land or for cattle or for anything, just to show that I am the one who is bigger than you. So that's just how they lived during those days. And it was just a lot of war. And unfortunately for Luanda, his father fell victim to one of the many battles with the Nandi people when he was still a young teenager. So when his father went to war one day, he never came back because he was killed while he was fighting. So the loss of his father intensified his resolve to become a great warrior. And he, he decided, okay, for me now, I just want to focus on protecting my people. And maybe he went and lifted weights. He went and trained how to throw a spear. He went and trained how to fight and things like that, just so he could protect his community. And so from there, he emerged this strong, gifted person with supernatural powers that turned his body into an impregnable rock. He was believed to be very indestructible, like no spear, no arrow could pierce his formidable defense. He was so strong, like the body was like a rock, uh, literally. I think a punch from Luanda would kill you immediately. His name Luanda means rock and Magere means fierce, embodied his fearsome reputation, you know. And... um in the realm of warfare, the Luos were known for their prowess during the daylight, so they were very good at fighting during the day, while the Nandi excelled in uh, night battles. So the Nandi were very good at night. And whenever the Luos ventured into combat, Luanda would stay behind, seemingly indifferent, smoking tobacco in his chair. So at first, he wouldn't go directly into war. He was like, okay, you guys go fast, do whatever you have to do. However, when he saw that his uh, people were getting defeated or overwhelmed, then he would ask for his spear and his arrows, and he would definitely run into the battle, and he would kick the ass of all the Nandi people. 
Anytime the Nandi warriors saw him coming into the war, they trembled. They trembled because they knew when this guy comes, it's over, game over for us. He, he, he tore them apart. He really tore them apart. Again, I told you, one punch from this guy, and we don't hear from you anymore. So his, his, his strength was unmatched, and this struck a lot of terror in the hearts of the Nandi people. They knew that whenever he was on the battlefield, Defeat was inevitable, and they would retreat to safety immediately. He even ventured into their territory and claimed their precious cattle, a testament to his dominance. Again, he would beat you and to, in, to add salt to the wound, he would come to your village, take your cattle, and go back with them to his village. So yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a, bit, a bit too much. But yeah, it was to teach them a, a lesson. Stop messing up with my people, you know. So in their desperation to defeat Luanda, the Nandi convened a crisis meeting. At this point, it was like, okay, guys, we need to do something. This cannot go on. Like, it's it's too much. Like, every day we are just being beaten up. We're just being beaten up. It's just defeat after the next defeat. And it was too much. So they they decided to have a crisis meeting where they devised a cunning plan. They offered Luanda a Nandi wife, uh, believing this gesture of goodwill would soften his stance. So again, you remember the Luos believe in exogamous marriage and any time a foreign or a stranger tribe would offer a wife to the tribe, this was definitely welcomed. However, this time, the Luo elders told Luanda, no, don't take this tribe, uh, don't take this wife, um, because these people are, are not, they don't, seem, they don't seem well or they don't mean well for us. But Luanda felt like he was a bit tired of the constant wars and he wanted peace. And he said, okay, this could mean a sign of peace between or a truce between the two tribes. So he said he will take the wife. And by the way, they chose the most beautiful tribe, uh, sorry, the most beautiful wife from the Nandi tribe. And you know, Nandi women are very beautiful. So this was, uh, it was impossible for Luanda to say no. So he took the, he took, he took the wife. Um, however, the Nandi had ulterior motives, just as the elders had initially believed. And they wanted to discover Luanda's secret weakness and use it to end his reign of invisibility. So the Nandi selected their most beautiful and charming woman as Luanda's new bride, hoping to distract him from his warlike ways. Luanda was captivated by her allure and married her despite reservations from his fellow Luo clan members. What a shame. Uh, he believed this union would foster peace between the tribes. So at first, okay, everything was cool, life seemed harmonious, but fate had other plans. So one day, Luanda fell ill. Um, as it was always before his second wife, his first Luo wife was the one who used to take care of him whenever he was sick. Um, and she knew everything Luanda needed. But unfortunately, that day or that time, the wife had traveled and she had gone to see her relatives on the other side on the other side of the hill or far away and she was not 
in the compound. So Luanda was a bit desperate and he really, really needed someone to help him. And uh, he turned to his Nandi wife because he thought, she's my wife, she loves me, she's loyal. What could go wrong? She saw her chance. She was like, okay, good. Now he has brought me close because before it was the first two wife who was doing everything. Now he has brought me close. Now I will really find out where his strength lies. Luanda instructed her to cut his shadow and administer medicine with a life on his shadow. And to her surprise, his shadow began to bleed. Oof, that must have been scary. <laughs> yeah, and then she did whatever she had to do and she finished and everything was okay, right? So realizing her husband's vulnerability, this sly lady that night immediately fled back to her people and revealed the shocking discovery. Can you imagine the type of celebration was in Nandi village that day, that night? Everyone was so happy. They're like, oh, finally, finally, finally. Now we have the knowledge to defeat this mighty Londa Magere. He's going to be no more. He's done. He's done, you know. So everyone was very happy. They ate, they celebrated. And um, they planned a surprise attack. They were like, okay, now, yeah, let's do this. So they planned a surprise attack on the Luo. The Luo were like, okay, now, these are our, our brothers. These are our sisters. Nothing wrong could happen. But something wrong happened. And they planned this surprise attack. The unsuspecting Luo's believed peace prevailed, but the Nandi launched a sudden assault Determined to protect their village, the Luo men rallied in large numbers and confronted the enemy fearlessly. Luanda, as always, led the charge and the battle raged. So they fought, even if they were caught off guard. These men fought and protected their women and their children like no one's business. Yet, amidst the chaos, a cunning Nandi warrior remembered the secret of Luanda's shadow. Oh, crap. So someone remembered, oh, if you pierce this shadow, actually something might happen. So he climbed a very high hill like an experienced sniper aiming to pierce the warrior's vulnerability. So with unwavering precision, he hurled his spear and it struck Luanda's shadow. What a shame. That was the most saddest thing on that battle, I can imagine. And the mighty warrior fell clutching his heart and instantly turned into a large stone. No one could believe what they saw. No one could believe that Luanda, God's miracle, was on the ground and was a stone. So it was a very, it was a very sad day for the Duo tribe, a very sad day. No one was talking, no one was doing anything, everyone was just quiet. And uh, the land of the Nandi and Kano was engulfed in strong winds, a fitting tribute to the fallen hero. A two-year drought followed, marking the end of an era. But Luanda's legacy endured as he appeared in the dreams of Luo elders, guiding them to the place where he had met his fate. And thus, the legend of Luanda Magere lives on a testament to the courage and strength of the Luo people, a story etched in history, shaping the very fabric of the Luo culture and their heritage. And that, ladies and gentlemen, marks the end of episode four of Luo Inspired. 
Storytime, Luanda Magere. As always, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to bringing you many more captivating stories and insights. I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to cultural experts, artists, storytellers, and members of the Luo community who have generously shared their knowledge and experiences. Your contributions have enriched our understanding and deepened our connection to our heritage. And to you, my excellent listeners, I would like to say thank you. Your support and engagement have been truly inspiring. It is your curiosity and love for our culture that drives us to continue celebrating and preserving the beauty of Luo traditions. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to Luo Inspired and follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at Luo Inspired. Rate us on the podcast. We are on Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. We want to hear from you. Please share your thoughts, stories, and suggestions for future episodes. Let's continue to build a community that cherishes and celebrates the richness of Luo culture. Remember, the power of storytelling lies in its ability to unite, educate, and inspire. Let's continue to pass down these tales from generation to generation, keeping our traditions alive and thriving. Thank you for joining us on this incredible journey through Luo Inspired. Stay tuned for more captivating episodes that celebrate the magic of Luo culture. As always, asante sana and goodbye!